0: Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tessler, joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE NXT 2.0. John, 2.0, how you doing?
1: Well, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. Boy, I am. Um, I mean, we'll get into it. But uh, in a long story short, I was not digging the show tonight. And then we hit that second index of vignette, if you will, or, or scene, I guess. I don't know what to call it, but it was glorious. And I can't wait to talk about it. Don't worry. We will before we talk about the show as a whole here i want to remind you all of this show like everything we do here it's available on soundcloud spotify youtube apple Podcasts, whatever it may be we've got you covered so this was week three of nxt 2.0 um first week i wasn't fully on board second week i thought it was a little better tonight (laughs) <laughs> again before that that second index thing i was really down on the show i was like i don't i'm not feeling it i'm not i'm not sure and i'm not saying the one index thing changed my mind but at least it left me feeling a little more optimistic a little more positive coming out of the show uh but we did have three title matches tonight so at least it was a, an eventful show we had the women's championship match, main event the show. We had the women's tag team title match uh, before that, and we also had a cruiserweight title match between Roderick Strong and Grayson Waller. So, I mean, we'll, we'll get into all that here. But the theme of tonight, John, was Ladies' Night. And, and before the show, and the days leading up to it, John's pumping his fist. uh Before the show, they were uh you know really advertising that in the commercials. They were. Uh, I don't know. You can even tell in the commercial they're going for that very like. The, the reports have said we talked about it last week. It will be a more edgy show. They they so they shot it kind of seductively, um, you know, and, and that's fine. Um, you know, they're they're trying to kind of rope in the younger young, younger demographic, and again, we'll see if that works. Uh, but right off the bat here, DJ Cassier DJ saying he doesn't understand how they call it a ladies' show, saying it's all about the ladies, but they had men on the show. I mean, it can be like about the ladies. We had both women's titles on the line. It definitely felt, at least comparatively, like more of a ladies' night. But I see what he's saying that if it's going to be a ladies' night, why not have it be the the whole two hours? I mean, there's I some mean, truth for that. I
1: mean, they have Legends Night, and it's, it's not all legends on the show. It's just it's, true. Like it's a, more of a theme. It's yeah, more of a theme, not not
0: the. Uh, you know 100 yes so I, I think that's fair but at the same time yeah it's not like and hey man in a way i mean as talented as the woman's vision is i don't know at this point if it could really um uh, you know realistically in terms of quality kind of hold up a, a two-hour show you know especially we've seen uh, some of the top level talents get called up already tony storm uh Knox and uh, Shots Blackheart, some others as well. Um, again, no knocking on woman's vision, but I think you know that may have been the case a couple months ago. Where you could have kind of gotten away with that, but they're they're kind of rebuilding a little bit. They're trying to bring in some of his new faces, some of which we saw tonight with Toxic Attraction. I uh, I read an interview right before the show, and uh, Mandy Rose gave an interview. And a good chunk of it, John, was all about her hair change and, and how that kind of signifies her, her evolution and, and her hope to be taken seriously as a competitor. Tonight, she was more in, in the managerial role, but by the end of the night, she definitely stood uh, stood out in terms of someone that's definitely you know targeting the women's title. So let's just dig into it there. Earlier in the show, we had the, the women's champion, Raquel Gonzalez, uh, giving an interview ahead of her main event match. And Mandy Rose kind of very briefly confronted her and said, oh, the, the title looks good on you, but it'll look, lot, it'll look a lot better on me. So then we had Zoe Stark and Io Shirai defend the women's tag titles against uh, Mandy's stablemates or or charges, if, if you will, uh, in Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane. This was a very good match. I liked it a lot. Uh, good showcase for the, the women's tag division here, at least in NXT. Uh, Zoe and Io actually got along, so that was cool. You know, a little... Uh, progression there good showing for gg and jc as well i had thought this one might be a good time for a title change that wasn't the case uh but i guess to to pause here john what do you think about this one's title match and i guess overall here uh toxic attraction
1: uh i'm all for it i like it uh i'd like to see how it uh the direction we're going and obviously appears like we're going to get a title match uh this genuinely could be the final like Title changing hands here, I think, uh, and I, I by no means think it's going to be clean. I think that obviously the stable will help Mandy win, and I think that's obviously going to happen. Uh, too bad it wasn't sooner. I mean, with the draft coming up, because then Raquel could have, you know, left. But uh, it's intriguing that they're all of a sudden like putting all this attention onto the the the, the this particular division. These particular feuds, uh, a lot of people, and w- both within NXT and fans of NXT, said that they would believe it when they see it in regards to more edgy and, I guess you would say, seductive content. Exactly. And they are most certainly delivering that with their commercials and, and show content within the past two weeks. So they, they definitely – and they've said – it's funny because Seth Rollins sent a tweet earlier tonight. I saw that. Yeah, where he said like, "Oh, so I guess we're allowed to say shit now, <laughs> and now we can say that." And, and and they they they've definitely picked up on the uh, vulgar language as well.
0: Yeah, and again, we'll we'll get into some of the more uh, edgy or or attitude esque uh, content here as we go. But I mean, yeah, definitely that was more evident here tonight. Just kind of you know, top to bottom um and you, you you mentioned especially with the women's division, but also in general uh some of these thoughts on the on the draft coming up of obviously the draft is on friday as or starts on friday i should say and a report today broke from andrew zarian among other sources that nxt talent will be involved in the draft somehow uh which hasn't seemed to be the case they have been advertised they have not been part of the commercials but uh i think that that makes sense like it'd be it be kind of foolish not to uh when you have plenty of people that as we've talked about even just in the last three weeks of or this is the third week but the last couple of weeks of uh, all these changes of nxt it's like you could easily see some of the quote unquote old timers or you know kind of mainstays on nxt potentially get called up to the main roster and the draft is a good chance to do that so you mentioned uh, Raquel gonzalez here she would have made sense you know having her get called up because she's, she's had a good run dating back to I mean, even before she won the title in April, uh, she would have made sense, but now she retained tonight, so I don't know exactly if she'll get called up in the draft like that, given that it's only a couple days away. Um, Io is another one. Steven Chambers here pointing out that he doesn't know what to expect because you have people like Eo and Zoe retaining, uh, but maybe because of that, I just think he hasn't see Io getting called up to be on the main roster, at least right now. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think those are some of the leading contenders here. Uh, at least in the woman's vision, I mean, a guy like Kyle O'Reilly would make sense. He just lost to Ridge Holland. So I wouldn't be too surprised to see that. Uh, well, it's interesting that I feel like we haven't seen Kyle wrestle in a couple weeks. Like he got attacked uh, before the main event ma- title match two weeks ago. And he got attacked. He kind of brawled with Ridge Holland b- before the match tonight. And I thought they're going to kind of like postpone that match. We actually got the match. And Ridge Holland won. So that kind of leads me to believe he might be kind of on that short list of getting called up because that's usually the the pattern here of of guys kind of losing on the way out in a way. Um, but I guess to, to, to go with that, John, what do you think about the idea that we might see some of these NXT talents getting uh, called up in the draft, and then who might be on the on your short list for that?
1: Oh, this is uh, it's interesting because I definitely am happy to see this because it. It definitely puts a more mysterious effect on as far as what names are you going to see pop up. Thinking about who they could be, well, I mean, uh, a lot of people were speculating that Hit Row might be one of them, but with them still in that feud with Legato del Fantasma, I don't see it. Uh, I, I do potentially see, because uh, uh, Frankie Monet lost tonight. If they if they wanted to put her with John Morrison, I could see them doing that. Uh, I could see Ridge Holland being drafted as well for some reason. Uh, but like the, the the names that most people would expect or want, like Tommaso, like Johnny Gargano like maybe even L.A. Knight or Cameron Grimes, I, I, I don't think those are the names you're going to see. I think you're going to see those more unpredictable names. Like Years ago when we saw Elias and Alexa Bliss getting called up and we're like, why they haven't done anything in NXT. Why are they going to the main roster? And it worked out well for Alexa Bliss, didn't work out for Elias. But uh, I think it's going to be something like that where it's like somebody you don't expect to see is going to get their name called and, and either – make a name for themselves or or flop. It just depends. Certain gimmicks work well on the main roster and they don't work on NXT. It's just how it is.
0: Yeah, uh, we, we've seen that divide plenty of times. Elias is a very good example of that. Some others, um, I think No Way Jose was kind of successful in NXT, and that did not pan out on the main roster. Ricochet. Uh, ricochet. Oh, my gosh. They did my boy Ricochet like that. Um, but definitely some some possibilities here. I,
1: I think the biggest possibilities are those names that we've seen working dark matches, like Zaylee, exactly. Dakota Kai. Austin Theory. And Austin one. Theory. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That would be very realistic for sure. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I guess in a way I'd be surprised if we didn't see, you know, those names uh, DJ pointing out slightly Dakota, Kai, like we just said. Um, some others as well, Eddie Ahari is saying, maybe Pete Dunn. Uh, he names Nick Dakota as well. Maybe Raquel, but, again, Raquel retained tonight, so I'm not quite sure. I mean, granted, it wouldn't be all that crazy to see the champion get called up and pull double duty. We saw Kieran Cross do that. He names Hit Row as well. I saw a lot of people kind of speculating about Hit Row. I mean, I will say we've seen people get released in the middle of a feud so it wouldn't be all that crazy. In that regard, to see them get caught up during a feud, either, because um, they, they could kind of play it off like, oh, you know, the draft. They they, they actually are playing it off like the draft is chaotic, and they've been they said that like five times tonight at every every commercial. Um, so it is unpredictable. It is exciting. Again, I'm I'm looking forward to it, especially now with the report that NXT will be involved i mean hit row is interesting in that john we've talked about it time and again here we're not quite getting it but they are over there people are getting behind them i put up a a, a poll at the start of the show because they're out on the show uh, on the wrestles on twitter i made a poll asked people if they were team legato or team hit row and the last time i checked Hit Row was definitely in, in the solid lead there and i don't think that's a knock on legato i just think that's more of a maybe a knock or or more more of a statement about hit row being popular there so i think that's something um i'm not sure how they ex- exactly saw it in on the main roster i think they haven't i mean granted while they get already popular maybe they could use some more time to get some seasoning and some um i guess practice so that's what nxc is really me- meant for at this point um yeah so yeah i mean i, th- I started to think they might get called up eventually but uh, there's something said for that. Uh, yeah, that they might not be quite ready yet. A DJ essay saying uh, could Index get called up? I don't know about that. Index feels like a very much an, an NXT thing right now, um, and you, I don't think you can expect that the average like casual Raw viewer would like kind of like get that, or or let alone be kind of called <laughs> up. And all this 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 mythos that we've been building for months now that they kind of like you know randomly throwing a, a soap opera in the middle of Raw and like not giving any pre-existing knowledge you know i don't think they'd really do that uh we'll, again, we'll talk about index and kind of saving that because i have a lot to say about it but um again i'm i'm looking forward to it and i think the include the inclusion of nxt definitely uh you know i guess shakes it up even more where it's like then you can kind of imagine you're adding you're not only switching talent between brands you're adding a new talent and that's even better that's the way you really kind of shake things up and make things fresh so I'm now i'm even more excited about the draft now and of course, uh, we can keep sitting here and imagining who might get called up, but we just don't know. And thankfully, now it's Tuesday. It'll start on Friday, so by you know maybe by Saturday morning, we'll have some clarity. And then Robert De and I could talk all about it on the SmackDown show. And then John, we will talk about the second night on my, the, uh, the the Raw show on Monday. So a little self plug there, but uh, very much looking forward to that. Uh, so we talked a little bit about the, the women's uh, tag the women's tag title match here, the women's uh, main event match here uh, with Raquel winning. Uh, she did get beat down by. Uh, by toxic attraction. So that was very clearly um, the the clear direction they're going there. And uh, DJ asked a minute ago about Mandy possibly winning the title. I mean, I tweeted about it. You know, based on the, the show closing angle, she's standing tall in the title. She And then before that, she confronted Raquel. And even then, I've, I said it, I think, two weeks in a row now. Like, I really feel like they are at least positioning her to be the next champion, DJ asking if we actually see her winning. He says, "I don't think she's ready to be a champion." Uh, based on the news in the past, like her team with Mandy Rose. The second part is absolutely true. She did not have a very good run, especially near the end of her main roster time. Where yeah, team with Mandy. But
1: they they treat people's time on the main roster like they were at a like a whole separate company. It's almost like if somebody was a complete jobber in AEW and then showed up to NXT, like they're not going to take any of that in consideration. So I don't think they care how many matches she lost or won on the main roster. It's how they're going to book her and how she's going to look on the next t That's right. all they care about. As far as the first part of that, is she ready to be a champion? Uh, if she was by herself, I might disagree, but with uh, her stable now, I absolutely think she she's ready to do that.
0: Yeah. And hey, this is to go off the idea that the, they're going to discount her main roster on John. She's a brunette now. She's a different person. Obviously, this is not the Mandy Rose we saw on Raw or SmackDown. This is, Toxic attraction, Mandy Rose. You know that that doesn't count. The whole this new... is a
1: Mandy Rose that won a pay per view match to send Sony Deville packing. Let's not forget.
0: It's true. I mean, <laughs> if we want, like, they could be, they could pick and choose. Let's let's focus on that and not 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 any of the other uh, not so great stuff. But she she had some highlights. I, I remember really enjoying that that SummerSlam match. I think she really kind of you know showcased herself there, both as a wrestler and as a storyteller in the in the lead up to that. I think that was a very good feud that admittedly was kind of. Uh, at least hampered by COVID restrictions. She and Sonia were absent for weeks on end. So they made the most of it. And I thought it was pretty good uh, as fast it could be. Um, and then as we're talking about Raquel potentially moving up to the main roster, if not in the draft at some point soon. You know, Steven Chambers saying it would make sense to have Mandy beater at some point in the near future to kind of set that up. I mean, among other options here, I think Mandy would make sense for the very reason. She was on the main roster, she's got that legitimacy in terms of really star power. So, and as again, with her faction surrounding her now. I think that makes sense. So, uh, again, we were talking about it. Uh, I think at least the last two weeks, we don't know when the next takeover will be. Uh, that's uh, that's not been announced or anything. Maybe like if they do, if they do wind up doing Halloween havoc, which I hope they do. I think that'd be something. Um, but that, that that's would in theory would be about a month from today. So, I think that that's definitely a possibility. And I, I'd be, I mean, I'd like it. I think that there's something to be said for that. So, uh, definitely like the idea that we had this kind of clear progression tonight. And also, it's kind of built up over the last couple of weeks of so like Mandy dyed her hair, is, is rolling here with a lot of momentum, and now she's beating up the champion, leaving her uh, lying at the end of the show. You know, she's definitely looking pretty darn good in terms of being a featured act here on NXT, and that's a good thing. So, someone else is a featured act on NXT, Roderick Strong and Diamond Mind, reminding us all that diamonds are made under pressure here because Roderick Strong uh, defended the title uh, the week after he won it against Grayson Waller. I was a little critical of it last week where Waller kind of danced out to the stage and I just wasn't really feeling it. And then tonight you had this like video package talking about he's a risk taker. He jumps out of airplanes. Uh, so that's why he challenged Roderick Strong to a title match right away. Fine. I, I like the, the uh, connective tissue there. Uh, but it, it was weird because like the camera angle shifted in this weird like I got like Bachelorette-esque vibes where like it was just focused on on him like in a sit-down interview by himself. I don't know. And then they had, there's like his Instagram handle on it. I'm like It struck me because it's kind of funny there. Um, decent match. Admittedly, I didn't watch it because I was writing up the news about Dexter Lumis bringing protection for his honeymoon. So we we'll are to talk about that in a minute. So I missed this match, but um, I'm going to assume it was good. It's Roderick Strong. Diamond Mine standing tall. I, as we talked about last week, there's no way he was going to lose the title here. Uh, again, I think the, the big takeaway for NXT – 2.0 as a whole here, they're building they're building new characters. We got to see uh, Chris Moller talking about his you know his daredevil esque uh, character of, of jumping on airplanes, being a risk taker. That's fine. We got more of the controversial fan favorite of Tony D'Angelo, the the Sopranos. Um, tribute character i guess whatever you want to call them um a bunch of characters here and again that is definitely something that that this new version of xd has going for it because you you know who these people are in terms of even if it's a little um stereotypical we've got joe gacy kind of promo about safe spaces and being triggered and whatnot um not much, not big fan of that one but over like kind of just you can see the clear like uh, shift in that philosophy like okay we want characters because this we've talked about it before but this kind of uh, you know uh, it, it thought that that it's more of a main roster like show I will say uh, Andre Chase one of my very favorite examples of these new characters came out to the ring tonight with some like collegiate theme music this man wrestled in, in a sweater not all men are heroes he was out there probably sweating uh, buckets but he was wrestling a boa of uh, Tian Shaw. And then he thought it was a good idea to yell at Mei Ying. Uh, She spit in his face. He lost the match. But uh, I said it last week, or at least I really tweeted about it. I thought that Andrew Chase has the potential to really kind of uh, surprise some people with this gimmick. And I think he's he's making it work, and I'm enjoying it. Uh, But I guess I'll pause there. John, what do you think about all these characters? And if you had to kind of pick one or two here that are really impressing you, who would they be? Of of these new people that we're seeing. (laughs)
1: Uh I mean Braun Breaker, like I said last week, would probably top the list just because he's gonna getting the most hype and he's kinda looked at as the future. But this this um Joe Gacy character, uh <laughs> I I I just like how it's like it's basically like making fun of millennials, kinda. Yes. And I, this and and we thought that this might go away because they had posted this video last week on the show. And it received all kind of backlash on Twitter, as it would, of course. That was the point, and they deleted it all like Friday and Saturday, and they were like, "Oh, the Joe Gates character is already done." And then all of a sudden, this week he does the same stuff, saying, "You know, the ring is a safe space for yep. anybody that is triggered," and and I just thought that, you know, they're they're rolling with it. They just they don't care what people think. By, by the sounds of it, of course, if it, if it got too much backlash, maybe they would pull the trigger. But uh, I just think it's it's. Comedic, it's entertaining. I think that they're making fun of that and and ba- you know saying that you know I, I, basically I'm sorry. Does this offend you? And like uh, it's like <laughs> you very easily can tell what they're doing. And I thought that was pretty funny. But Braun Breaker would be ahead of that. Uh, I think and it looks like he's going to get an NXT Championship match and like within his first five matches on NXT. So we'll see if if he wins, that would be something huge. But yeah, those two would top the list. Uh,
0: well, Gacy, I mean, yeah, th- they had one line where he said something like, "I, I speak for a generation that's you know m- misunderstood or or the people don't understand." So there's something definitely about you know millennials, un- unnamed there, like that's clearly what they're going for. Um, Tonight's promo, especially for me, like it definitely made me feel like, all right, like not go away heat, but more of like, all right, I want somebody to come out here and beat this guy up. Like it it works. Like it's it pissing me off. Like I'm not I'm not um it, definitely not the kind of like uh when I was a kid, I used to love Dolph Ziggler and like because he's a great wrestler and I liked him as a performer, but he was still out there saying things as a heel, but like I, I cheered for him. This is not that. Like I this guy's out there saying these things, I'm like, all right, I want someone to come along and beat him up. And we're not gonna see that tonight, but Hopefully, at some point soon, somebody will give him his comeuppance here. Uh, Braun Breaker, you bring him up. Uh, he had a promo tonight, talking about you know uh, that he's not a patient man, that he's gonna keep chasing the, the NXT title, and, and he's not gonna wait around for it. Uh, and then, as you mentioned earlier, uh, he said the S word you know, so uh, definitely more of that edgy, uh, you know, layer to NXT here. The champion responded, saying like, you know, hey, you know when this match does happen, you're going to drown and I'm not going to lose the title. because It took her so long to get it back. Uh, so they are pretty clearly fast tracking that match there. I think that'll be good. Uh, definitely Brownbreaker. breaker really uh, the, the baby Steiner is coming through, you know, just all of his promos is, is just overall like vibe to him. Like he definitely reminds me of that uh, of Scott Steiner and just, and I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good association to have. Uh, but as Stephen Shepard saying, I would I would agree. It's not bronze time. As you, as you just mentioned, John, this guy's had two matches on NXT. Like, definitely, that'd be a very meteoric rise. Uh, and I would say overly so. Like, definitely kind of take their time. And if they take their time, uh, they've got something. But Champa himself said, like, hey, let's not induct this guy into the Hall of Fame yet. Like, he's only had two matches. This is his third week on the show great to think about. He's already he started to become this, like, main event level, almost, like, kind of player here. So, um you know, there's something to be said for Come that. To, uh, uh,
1: there's a question. Uh, James is saying, is Gacy a Gen Z? He's actually 34 years old. He was born in 87, which puts him into the millennials category. He is a millennial. Uh, even though most people actually call Gen Z people millennials, but that's right. There's a, there's
0: a lot of confusion there.
1: <laughs> but yeah, he is he is actually, he's actually 34. He's a lot older than people think he is. He looks pretty young.
0: He looks he 20 does 20 look pretty 34. Young. Um, uh, but a yeah. little disclaimer from Nando also here saying that Tony D'Angelo is not related to WrestleZone's own Dominic or Marcus D'Angelo. No relation, but. Uh, a, a fun kind of uh, unofficial connection or at least association where every time you hear the name, you know, it's natural to think of that, but um, yeah, uh, Joe Gacy is out here, you know, again, very much a maybe a leading example of this character. Uh, we also had a, a question about Josh Biggs, and I think it's Brooks Jensen from Nicholas Crawley. Uh, we had this kind of what was it, four. Four-team showdown of the, the new tag teams of NXT, and one, one old one. We had MSK, the champions, coming out uh, on NXT tonight, talking about how they want to be fighting champions. Grizzly Young Veterans come out, the team that they beat uh, in the Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic way months ago. So a little history there. And Grizzly Young Veterans were saying that they want a title shot, and cool, that'd be a good match. It was great when they did it back, uh, originally. Um, and all then we had Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, I believe yeah. is his name, come out talking and uh, Carmelo said that he's mellow in the chocolate factory and he's got a golden ticket. Um, okay. <laughs> and then Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs showed up and, you know, very much this emphasis on the new teams trying to build up this division, uh, the tag team scene very, very rapidly here, um, which is good. You know, MSK came out and I, I thought like, okay, there really aren't that many established teams to challenge them right now that I can really think of. Um, so then we had Girls Who Veterans come out. Imperium's on 205 Live this week. We had some spoilers uh, taped for that, um, so I'm not quite sure what that means for their NXT run. But usually, to me, like when I see somebody on uh, 205 Live, doesn't exactly bode well for their their place in NXT um, because they're on 205 Live usually instead of NXT. And I would not say that they're gonna like get jobbed out or anything. I'm just saying they're not. They weren't in the segment, so that there's something said for that, unfortunately. Uh, but Brooks Jensen and uh, Josh Briggs here. Again, another one of these kind of, or least, uh, in, this, in this case, a pair of young, uh, of, of young stars here, uh, kind of like a mo- much more modern day, like APA, I guess, of, of JBL and Bradshaw, they, they had a vignette where they were uh, fighting in a bar, I think that was a week or two ago, so they're going for that kind of, you know, uh, tough guy kind of thing, which is fine. Um, I don't really have much to say about him. I, uh, I, John, I think you may tweeted about it. Or somebody else tweeted about how they reminded them of um, Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch from back in the day. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah. yeah. So I think that's a good comparison of these like kind of country boys, which we haven't, we haven't really seen all that much in recent memory. So that's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, any one of these teams could, could have a good match with MSK and they could be built up nicely. Steven Chambers saying that uh, well, he wants to see diamond diamond might get pushed here. We've got the Creed brothers being one option here. Um, so, you know, I think they have some options of who they could, could establish, but again, they, they kind of need to kind of quickly maybe choose one or two teams to kind of push here. We have at least, if not a team an allegiance between Kyle O'Reilly and the new, uh, I, I tweet about it because I can't unsee it. Von Wagner, Looks like the great Kali, and I, I will not hear otherwise. They they tweeted a picture of him uh, standing next to Kyle um, on the NXT Twitter page. He he looks like the great Kali, man. He d- like <laughs> I know he's like not uh, not racially, I just mean more of like his general like yeah. face structure. Like he looks like him, and it, uh, it's hard to unsee once you think, once you have that thought. Um, I could see them being a team, but again, I kind of feel like Kyle might be going to the main roster at some point. So
1: yeah, that's a good pick too.
0: You know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I next week we, we will see these these four teams I just mentioned: MSK, Brooks, and Josh Briggs facing uh, Grizzly Young Veterans, Carmelo, and Trick Williams. So I imagine somehow that'll kind of lead to some tag tag title feud, which will be fun. You know, again, depending on who they kind of roll with here, but uh what do you think about this kind of reshuffled, rebooted tag team division uh, with all these new with all these new teams?
1: Um. I think that we're going to see MSK and Grizzle Young Vets be the the people to transition these new teams into the picture. They have big hopes for Carmelo Hayes. I could see him being the one to take over the, the championships with his teammate. But uh, it's very unpredictable. Uh, you have new teams like this, it's hard to predict where it could go.
0: Yeah, it is. I did see some people... We're pretty confused about, or if not, if not confused questioning of, of Kamala Hayes uh, challenging for the tag titles when he's got uh, the, the breakout tournament, like he has a title shot locked up, you know, you already earned it. So that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like why would you challenge for the tag titles when you could easily, when you could challenge for the NXT title? That doesn't, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
1: I mean, you're right. It it, it doesn't, but does anything really on the show anymore? Uh
0: (laughs) Yeah, you got me there. You got me there. Uh, save Save the index for last year, but we had a match between uh, Electro Lopez and B-Fab to kick off the show. Before that, we had a hit row on hype duty, very much like the Street Profits from back in the day of like running through the card. They're saying it's ladies' night. It's all about the ladies tonight. Uh, honored to be in your presence, which is cool. That's great. You know, hooray. But um, I don't know, man. Like, I'm still just not – feeling hit, bro. like th- there's they're saying is like if you didn't know now you know i don't know like, i don't know what it's all about you're jamming um, out to
1: their song right? you're probably singing it sing along with it i can guarantee you i'm not john i'm
0: still mourning the the loss of the rock aesthetic to nxt here the loss of my prized bro- black and gold brand whereas now we are in the rainbow brand and i'm trying to enjoy it i'm trying to be positive uh but Three books the, one, in.
1: the one who always says to enjoy wrestling. I'm trying, is... man. I'm trying.
0: All right. And like, that's, I'm, I saved index for last. So like I can end the show on a happy note. Cause that made me very happy. It was glorious. Oh, we had, and we had no one more thing before we get to that. Uh, but I thought Electro has looked great here. Uh, the, and, uh, Michael company went agreeing that uh, I was a, maybe the match of the night, especially where this, uh, the commentary team even mentioned this was only their second match, uh, Actually, for both women, where you know we've only seen them once before uh, in the ring, I thought they did great. Electra Lopez looks great. You know, I think this was a good coming out party for her. BFAB I thought was good as well. I thought it was a good match overall. But again, we talked about it before. But Steven Chambers is agreeing that the Dragon Field. John, you're you're laughing. Are you laughing at me? What's up?
1: No, uh, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of laughing at you. Just uh, I, I, the, there are so many changes where it's like it's it's hard to. You said you're trying to enjoy it. And of course, I mean, that's what everybody's feeling. But at the same time, it's like so many people are just reluctant to change. And, and and I'm not saying you are because people too many people don't want to give the benefit of the doubt. And I think that giving them the benefit of the doubt three weeks in the, the general consensus has been mostly positive online with people uh, acknowledging that they're actually making an attempt here. But um, and then of course you talking about the Beef having Electro with their their second ever match and it's just a fact that like you know who knows how long this is actually going to go before they like and I'm not saying they're going to scrap this whole NXT 2.0 idea obviously <laughs> it's uh, in 10 years they're not going to still be probably saying NXT 2.0 I mean maybe they will but I doubt it but the the point I'm making is there is so many new stars that like. And Steven says, you know, also, he's really trying and he's just not in the hit row. I, I, what, what I'm essentially laughing at is I don't even know what clicked with me, but all of a sudden it's like, I I, I get it now. Like I get hit row and I don't know what happened for me to get it, but I, I get it now. I get why people are just think it's the greatest thing. I get why people are saying they should be drafted on the main roster because like I've said millions of times, they act like who you would think they are basically in real life. Like they're believable. And there are these, and then of course he's saying, you know, I I like the black and gold or the rock style. And now it's like this rap and hit row is all rap. And it's like, they're changing it to tailor towards like that more hit row audience for lack of a better term. Yeah. And, and some people such as yourself, not not making fun of you just don't like it because they're like, it's almost like, well, what about me? What about what I like? You know, I don't care what they, they'd rather get, you know a couple hundred thousand more people because, like, let's be honest, they have me and you. Oh, yeah, and they know.
0: I'm obligated to watch every single week, no matter what. So, I, I they got me hook, line, and sinker, like, no questions asked. And I'm here trying to be positive about it, but I, I see what so you're saying.
1: I, I, and you acknowledge and agree with the fact that what they're trying to do is draw people that they know haven't watched, exactly, and that they want to watch, and, yeah. and that's what they're trying to do. And obviously. The ratings the past – is this the third? This is the third this week. Is week running. three, yeah. So the past two weeks have been above average for what they've been running before. People, you know, obviously like to compare and make fun of them, saying that they're now competing with AEW Rampage, and it's been close. They've, you know, come out ahead, but – uh, you know, and and Lou comments. He says, you know, they didn't give me a reason to watch after the first week of NXT 2.0, so they lost me. And some people only want to give it one or two weeks, and then, then that that's it. You know, it's the the attention span of people today is so short because I mean, you got things like TikTok that are like eight seconds long. Yeah, and then if anything, if it's a, if it's any longer than a minute, like on Instagram, people aren't going to watch it. So like James is on the hit row hype train. Uh, the, the the point is they need to make an impression and they they don't really have as much time as they might think
0: yeah and, and I will say like every all this is week three every week there's been something for me to sink my teeth into you know again index has been a very welcome uh i don't know f- through line or or something or it, it has been a thing where it's like that that was on nxt uh The way as it had been, that that was what that was featured for months and months, and Mm -hmm. and I and I loved it. And now we're still getting that. So I can't be all that upset. We're still still getting Ciampa, Gargano, these people that I liked anyway. I can't be all that upset for that reason. Um,
1: and we have a comment from James. He says, you know, NXT 2.0 is geared towards younger crowd, 1999 and 2010. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think it's the age they're trying to target, I think it's a certain a, a different demographic I, I don't know if it's if it's race or if it's uh just personality. I mean i don't I certainly don't think it's age I mean it might be, but I just think that they're uh, s- switching from rock to hip hop certainly would imply that they want a younger audience yeah. and beginning to pick up on the swearing and of course showing more of 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 women's bodies and showcasing them more on the show would also probably. 1999 to 2010, people you know, like, that are, that are me and you and I's age, but mostly men, because historically NXT doesn't draw women very well, and I doubt they're, you know, showing more of women's bodies to try to appeal to women, it's, <laughs> it's natural, it's, it's natural, it's natural to uh, think they're trying to, <laughs> they have a specific, specific target, they obviously do. Uh but I will say, you know,
0: I, I, I think you've definitely lost something there. Nando nails it as he always does here. He tells me there's a column, there's a time in every WWE fan's life when they fall in between the, the age and duration gap. My time might have come. That comment about the, the age gap or the age target being ninth and ninth and is amazing because that uh I'm I am literally right before that. I am a young boy at nine nineteen ninety-seven. So <laughs> That's very funny. Cause like, I am, I'm just outside of it. And that, that's why like, I'm like right there, but not quite. So maybe that's why like, it's like, I, I almost know like, oh, that, that should be me, but I missed the boat by like two years there um
1: well well let's talk about the part of the show you've been waiting on for 36 ah, minutes well
0: wait, wait wait one little bit more i don't want to see a wonderful this is a new act here dj's has been ask what we think about lashing out with last oh. legend also known as wendy williams 2.0
1: here um this was i liked it you know right. what you know what it reminded me of what those old segments that the street profits did where they would like recap the events yeah. of WWE, it, it, it's it, it gives you like a because the, the, the differentiating factor here is that it's not in the ring. It's not live. It's pre taped in front of a studio audience like Dr. Phil is exactly. And, and exactly. it covers the, the latest news events of WWE, I guess, where she ties in her own, you know, like, oh, I, I have the college basketball record at Mississippi State for rebounds in a game of twenty seven. Nobody cares, but it makes her look better. It makes her <laughs> right. sound
0: better, you know? Yeah. I thought that was funny. She started saying that. She's like, I know all about drafts because I, I had that rebound record. And my first thought was like, well, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, yeah. Should why are you why in the WNBA if yeah, that's where you got yeah, yeah. drafted? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I thought that, 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 I thought that was kind of funny. Um, from what I thought about it, I mean, yeah, I think that that I like the effort of like, it is this tape show. It feels more like a legit talk show. Uh, I think it's beneficial to have this kind of, uh, I don't know, tangent almost in the program where it's like, you're just recapping other things that have happened. Uh, she mentioned, like, I think it was like the Lash Out Award she gave to Andre Chase, I think, um, just kind of like recapping stuff that happened. Um, but yeah, I don't... I don't know I, I i think NXT has been kind of missing this talk the talk show like this but especially now of this feeling that it's becoming more of a main roster show this is very much a main roster kind of thing um so I'll, I'll wait and see again this was the again i never write anything off in the first week so this is the first week maybe we'll kind of take this and say okay let's kind of tweak it or do something something here and there again i thought the 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 the, the w line was a little um a little funny stephen chambers saying he wants he wants to see it in the ring um no, I, again, I like that. Idea. It's, it's like it was, in a setting. It feels like an actual talk show. So that it does feel like this almost uh, not a commercial break, but like a, a segue in a way, or I don't know. I, I, you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, uh, and they're, they're I, talking I about Corey Jaden things. They're, they're like, they're shining a light on something that may not get otherwise other uh, air time otherwise. So I can't be all upset about it. So uh, it's fine. It's all you know, it's fine um but yes uh, the, to circle back to the age thing here nando's told me i'm still cool i appreciate you i mean I, I feel like sometimes i was born 10 years too late where I, and but then i'd be even more out of it with this new xc stuff um because i am i am a rock and stuff like that so well I, but we've been talking about all this other stuff for a while so i don't want to curtail my discussion of the glorious two-part masterpiece that was the index honeymoon john my gosh I, I said it at the start of the show. I was not liking the show tonight. And then we got, especially the second one. Then we got this index thing. So to give it a little recap, we got the index honeymoon. Dexter and Indy were on the beach. Uh, they were playing in the water. They were being stalked by Johnny Gargano, a married man with his wife from the balcony. He was watching him play around the water. And then he's like, oh, you know, they're just having some, some safe fun. And then Candace said, oh, Johnny. Don't you remember our honeymoon? And they had this like very like chaotic montage of like hands touching a body, and like it was very very clearly implied like of of you know some some uh, hot steamy time. I don't know <laughs> if you want to call it. Uh, and John was like, "Oh no, I got to like make sure they don't you know get too hot and heavy over there." And and he chased them. Uh, or no, sorry, he broke into the room. He and found the
1: room service. To let yes, him in. he
0: leaned on the, the very helpful maid to help uh, help him get in the room. He sorts through uh, Indy's uh, suitcase and pulls out this massive string of condoms, and he's like, "Oh, okay. At least at least they got protection." Dexter. Then this is part time for uh, part. Actually, not to go back to part one. Then Johnny puts on a shark helmet and gets in the water to kind of make them get off the beach. And then that's what drives them into the room. Johnny breaks into the room, hides in their closet. Candace, uh, Dexter and Indy arrive. They have a pillow fight that could be mistaken for some of that very hot and heavy time because Indy had such lines like, it hit me hard, like harder or, oh, wow, I'm exhausted. Or um, I think somebody like, oh, felt, <laughs> yeah. Um, boy, that- and then Johnny's facial expressions. Jeff's guess what, It's fantastic, and then, the best part of the show tonight, Andy uh, falls asleep. Johnny comes out of the closet. Dexter's eyes snap open, and he makes this so uncomfortable <laughs> eye contact with Johnny. Dexter slowly pulls this massive string of condoms out of his pocket, gives Johnny the thumbs up, while maintaining this fantastic eye contact. And Johnny John Gargano, much like Becky Lynch getting the uncomfortable thumbs up from SmackDown, gives him a very, very reluctant, insincere thumbs up in return. And WWE captured the magnificent image of Dexter's thumbs up eye contact while holding the, while holding the condoms split screen with Johnny's thumbs up. John, this was so good. So good that I wrote an article about it. Because, how could I not have an article with that image as the featured uh, overlay? My gosh, I loved everything about this. Index for me remains the best part of NXT. No matter, like, give me any match and I will present you with index as more entertaining. Because, my gosh, this is what I want. This is what I need more. And, like, this is why these reports of more edgy, uh, you know, attitude-esque NXT. And I'm like, you show me that. I'm like, all right, buckle up, son. I'm ready. Feed me more.
1: So, what do you think? wow. This was probably my favorite part of this whole thing since it started. Uh, uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> he remembered his supplies and Johnny Gargano was happy. And where does it go next is very interesting because like uh, what w- what realistically would be next? I mean they come home from the honeymoon and do they do they fight again uh, there's so many options where they could go with this, and it's almost like at now at finally it's unpredictable because you knew before what was gonna happen and it right. finally happened, and now it's unpredictable uh, and Stephen Chambers says, you know, he hopes Johnny Gargano re signs with the company. He doesn't want to see NX go to the main roster. Uh, he instead would like to see uh, what I'm assuming is Gargano and uh, Loomis go for the tag titles, which I think would be also interesting. Uh, and <laughs> we, all, we we know Candice won't be wrestling for a right. while. And, and we uh, looks like Indy's going to have a new tag partner. Uh, Perza. Yes, which is Steph DeLander. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, i i'm okay with it right now i think it's all good
0: as as you said we we've reached that point where it's like any any uh rom-com the movie ends with a happy ending and then here with wrestling you keep going you don't end with the happy ending you got to keep going and i certainly hope that it's not fighting or instantly like <laughs> the merit of bliss is over and, and they you know Tease it breaking up, like keep keep rolling. This is the honeymoon phase. Keep on rolling, keep on going with it. Have a good time. Uh yeah, if if, if it's Dexter and Johnny teaming up, some some Papa Gargano Dexter Lumis bonding time that we've seen in some of these vignettes. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's there is so much to do with. It. I love it. It is fantastic. Like, this is what I'm here for. This is why, like I I've I honestly like I'm sitting through NXT just, like waiting. Waiting for more index in the weeks so that yeah, there's no way. There's,
1: there's just so many directions this could go. It could go for anywhere from an episode of Jerry Springer, Mari Povich to a, a happy ending where it, it, there's, you could look at it from both extremes of the spectrum and realistically either could happen.
0: Absolutely. I will, and I meant to say here with uh, Seamus Chambers mentioning his contract uh, and Herman Dukarbiching as well. Uh I really do hope that Johnny V signs he's what he rem- has always been and remains one of my favorites. Uh
1: yeah, in, and, in
0: garbage in NXT, but because especially now with with Adam Cole going to AEW, Johnny, as I said last week, Johnny Organo pretty much I would say tied with Tommaso Ciampa as Mr. NXT here. So it'd be very upsetting to see him leave. But I tweeted about during the show tonight when we had this magnificent segment. I, I tweeted if Gargano does leave. What a masterful run to go out on, like going out there, giving these performances with the, the thumbs up and, and, and all this other stuff. Like every single week he is the MVP. I'm loving everything he's doing. I hope that he stays. Um, Cause it's so good. And I, I hope he stays with anybody. You want the best for the person. But for me as a fan watching the performer, I'm like, this is so good. I don't want to stop. Like just keep it coming. It's, 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 it's It's a good time. Um, DJ Kassi with an off-ball suggestion saying, what if uh, Dexter gets Indy pregnant and she gives birth to a hand, much like Mark Henry Mae Young? I don't think they, they would do something like that. I mean, that's kind of a, a, a once-in-a-lifetime, once-ever kind of thing. I mean, maybe they could do something a wacky birth because it's Dexter, if anything, but uh, no. Like, even as as much as they're kind of leaning more in the Attitude Era side of things, uh, we, we are well beyond uh, – a woman giving birth to a hand on live TV or taped TV Um, (laughs) for a good reason, for a good reason. But, uh, Oh boy. So with that being said, all these things being put together for better, for worse, uh, you know, give your rating for the show. You know, if I could, if I could, I would separate the next stuff and give that a 10 out of 10, but I can't. So my number is very much skewed, uh, John's going to be a thumbs down. I'm all right. Well, you know, I, even though it was a, quite literally only five minutes of the show, the index stuff, saved the show for me, left me feeling much happier than I would have otherwise. Um, but realistically, I can't like give the show the super high score just because of that. So I'll go for like a 7.5 with like 7.4 of that being, <laughs> being for index. Uh... What do you think, John?
1: 6.75. Hmm. Same same rating as Raw last night. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Steam James giving a seven. Lucas start with a six sixty-nine. I'm not sure if that's intentional, but oh boy. Oh boy. Uh Fernando, give giving a nine out of a baker's dozen or a seven point seven five ducks out of ten. Nicholas Crowley not digging it quite up to the five. DJ KC with a nine point three five. <laughs>
1: We're just having the grand old time here um it's it's in index it's got everybody talking and throwing out their theories and hey they wanted edgier content and that segment provided edgier content with her running into the water and then like running out baywatch style with like yep, yep. <laughs> dexter looking at her and like lowering the glasses and lincoln and and then johnny and candace with their teasing uh conversation about what what they did on their honeymoon and uh, the entire product has easily gone edgier to the fact that it's like, it's borderline PG right now, like it's it, any worse and then it, it's, it, it's not PG anymore. Yeah, uh, I they, would agree. Yeah. We, we, it was borderline tonight. Yeah, for sure. They've said about as much curse words as they could. And they've shown about as much skin as they can without having to change the rating. Yeah. Um... So I I think they're going to continue to kind of uh, toe that
0: line and like push the boundary. Uh, Based on what we saw tonight, Stephen Chambers saying they're wondering or predicting if they'll ever go to TV-14. Or even PG-13. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, Nando's wondering if this is the PG-13 X T era. I think it could
1: be at some point.
0: uh, Yeah, I guess it depends how far they want to go with it. But at the very least, uh, again, based on tonight and the reports that we've been seeing, (laughs) they, they are... Clearly, at least trying to kind of push that boundary and give us give the fans a more uh, risque and and edgy product for for better or worse. And again, I think for me, at least the index stuff tonight. Wonderful. I love it. Give me more. Keep it coming. It was great. Um, and so for that reason, for that reason, I was able to come out of the show feeling better than I had otherwise uh throughout the show tonight. So for that, I'm thankful because it helped me do the one that we do here at wrestling, which is enjoy wrestling. I'm getting ahead of myself because I did my whole little spiel here. So, John, you and I will be back here Monday, as I said earlier, to talk about the these the second night of the draft on the Raw post show. Otherwise, Rob do Rob and i have to be on Saturday morning to talk about uh for the first night of the draft on set on friday otherwise uh the diamond dudes of rampage cover all all things at AEW, so keep an eye out for that one uh and otherwise we've got a great stream of interviews coming at you guys i interviewed shane taylor last week he cut a promo on mr owl of the tootsie, tootsie roll a lollipop fame make sure to check that out we've got another one i'm very excited about lined up for this week make sure to keep an eye out on that one as well all these things and more Available on all of our streaming platforms, not called Spotify, YouTube, our podcast, whatever. Maybe we've got you covered. So, John, all these things being put together with an edgy NXT, with Index being fantastic, with some of these characters, maybe not hitting the mark so much. It's a mixed bag, but it's one that we do or we're trying to do. En- the you one you thing.
1: En- enjoy it and have a complete blast. Exactly.
0: With that being said, thank you for listening and have a good night, everyone.